Well, we're delighted to have each of you here today. Uh, we have over 33 people watching us online this morning, and we are delighted to have all those that are watching online, and we are delighted to have each of you. And uh, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and I want to look at verses 14 and 15. I am sure those of you that uh, use the internet, have email, uh, your email is full concerning the virus. Every day I click through trying to figure which ones I need to read and the other ones that are trying to sell me something. And uh, I go through those. Uh, but you know, as a child of God, and all of us here today, uh, in the back of our mind, and maybe not even in the back of our mind, we're thinking of the present situation we find ourselves in. But also, isn't it amazing how God can open doors even through a crisis? Do you know that more churches today are live streaming than ever before? Some churches are live streaming for the very first time. Because of this situation, you say, well, Brother Frank, what does that have to do with anything? Well, again, it's getting the word of God out to people. Our neighbor, Kathy, was talking with our neighbor the other day, and, and uh, they were calling to check on us and ask what we were doing and how we were doing. And, and uh, Kathy said, well, you know, we'll be live streaming if we don't have live services, but, but we'll be live. And he said, I, never, I didn't know y'all did that. And he said, I'm going to I'm have to tune in. And, you know, again, uh, people are listening and watching so I looked at the passage of, of, in Philippians this morning, in Philippians chapter 2, and again we find in this wonderful book that's dealing with, in this section, being lights in the world. In our world today, we know the confusion, we know the despair, but I think we have opportunities as Christians today to be lights in this world the way God designed us to be. And so in this chapter, in chapter 2, beginning with verse 14, it says, do everything without grumbling and arguing. And then, but look at verse 15. So that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked, perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. Now, when I've read that, and it's a passage you're familiar with, we look at this passage of Scripture, and this is the nearest, and you look at the, the connotations, and you, you look up the Greek words, and you, the, it, in, in a way, we can relate this as a connection to a light house. How many of you when you're traveling, like to go by or look at lighthouses. Many people do. They either like to go by and look at lighthouses. Uh, now, I'm not asking if you climb all the way to the top, but, but uh, or you like to get paintings of lighthouses. When Kathy and I were, uh, was in Maine recently, uh, one of the things we had the option to do was to see some of the lighthouses, and some were big, some were small, some were in different locations, but the main purpose of that lighthouse was to be a light 
to those traveling so that they did not come upon the rocks. And so as I thought about this and the situation we find ourselves in today, in situation in, in, in the sense of the unknown, one of the things that has not changed for you and for me is that as a child of God, we are still to be that light in all of this confusion. And you know what? People are looking for a light that they can depend upon. The song that we sang in the beginning of the service was the solid rock. Jesus is our solid rock. And, and we need to be reminded of that. And we need to allow ourselves to focus upon that. Commentaries make mention of this passage of Scripture that we just read here where it says, where we are to shine like stars. Paul is using a reference to the people of that day of a, of a site called Colossus of Rhodes. In other words, in that day, in the ancient world, it was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And, and there was a gigantic man in brass. He was 126 feet high. And through his legs, the ship sailed. And he stood on blocks of white marble and acted as a lighthouse to guide the ships in and out of the harbor. That was the reference that Paul was thinking and knew that the people of that day would be able to identify with when he mentions in here, among whom you shine like stars in the world. In our world today, darkness abounds. Darkness, despair. But today, we also need to be reminded that our rock, Jesus Christ, has not failed, is still there. And as children of God, the importance of us to be lights in this world. One of the things that we have seen through this crisis is the frailty of life. We are seeing as this virus continues that it's hitting individuals and peoples and age groups that at first wasn't depicted to fall upon. But it reminds us that life is fragile. We are not guaranteed, but we are guaranteed that our God is there for us and, and will be there for us, and he can be our lighthouse as we should be a lighthouse. I know that many of us and many of you are starting to, in the situation, being limited in where you can go. Some of you are still able to go to work. Some of you are not. But those places that you still go, we can be a lighthouse in a world that needs direction. And that lighthouse is our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, many times a lighthouse is, is encircled by the sea. And, you know, and, and, and when Miss Kathy and I had the opportunity to go up into Maine uh, and see some of the lighthouses, some of those lighthouses were on islands. The water, the sea was all around it. Some were on the edge of the shore. But as you look at that passage of Scripture, what does it say about the sea? 
At times, the sea is massive. It's mighty. It's, it's, you see pictures of where the sea comes upon the lighthouse and, and seems to overcome it. But when the water retreats, the lighthouse is still there, and that foundation is still there. The sea is kind of a reminder of what our world is in today, isn't it? A lot of times we say, boy, I like it when the, when the, the sea is calm. And others will say, well, but in life, is, are the seas always calm? No. Sometimes, they're, they're, you know, sometimes the waves are picking up and, and, and it's, a, it's, it's hard to stay on course because those waves continue to push against us or around us. And, and, and just like Paul is, is saying here in this generation, we, we need to be careful of, of the seas and, 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 and how they are perversed and crooked, as he mentions in some translations, and, and, and how the seas, but again, they crash against that lighthouse, and the lighthouse stands firm. You see, in this world today, I think we need to realize that, uh, that, uh, that a lot of us are finding maybe, maybe, maybe we have a little free time. And, and we're filling it up with other things, but maybe this is a time to fill it up getting closer to the Lord. To read our Bibles, to, to pray more, to sing more, to listen to music. And allow that to strengthen us in this time. But you know, I mentioned a moment ago, sometimes the seas are high and the seas are are, are, are are crashing against us and and we we know that when that happens how we need to be but what about I mentioned earlier what about when the waters are calm now many of you know that that Kathy and I are from Louisiana and uh, yes last weekend there was some wonderful food there um, I didn't say that but uh, one of the things that always amazed me living in Louisiana, when people would come to New Orleans, they were always, they were always, they would come to the, to the Mississippi River. And they would see that mighty river. And a lot of guests were just, man, they were just, it's like they just stared at it. They just were, you know, just amazed by it. And you know what a lot of them did? They see that river and they said, I'm going to get in it. Now, let me tell you, if you ever go to New Orleans, don't go in the Mississippi River. They see it and they see it moving downstream and they thought, well, it's not going to be bad. I'm going to stay right here close to shore. The Mississippi River is famous for undercurrents. There are currents that are going under that river that you don't see on the top. But if you just get in it a little bit, you're in trouble. And are most likely you're going to die because that river will take you down. You know, sometimes in life we need to see that we need to look at the light and sometimes we look at the world and we say, you know, there's not a lot going on right now. Things seem to be calm. And I know right now they're not calm, but, but we, you know what I'm talking about? There's other times when we think, well, things seem to be calm. I, I can stray out. That's when we need to be careful, too. 
Because that lighthouse is there to warn us, be careful. But sometimes we what? We just throw the, the warnings to the side. And so we need to be a lighthouse and we need to shine. But we also need to see that a lighthouse many times is entrenched upon a rock. We need to see today that for us, for you and for me, for us to be a lighthouse, we need to be entrenched in our rock, and that is Jesus Christ. He is our solid foundation. He is our rock of ages, and we need to depend upon him. Now, I heard someone say, well, preacher, if I believe enough, I won't get sick. I think that's wrong theology. Should we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ? Most definitely. But at the same time, God's will will be done. And and also we know that that sickness is upon us. If, If that theology was, then would you want to have cancer? Well, of course you wouldn't. So I'm not going to have cancer. Well, it's not left up to us, is it? Does Christians die of cancer? Yes. And even with this disease, what do we, I say all that, who is our foundation? Our foundation is Jesus Christ. If it's not, this is where we get tossed about in this world today. We get tossed about. Anchor to something. Take the word of God and anchor to its truths. Have you noticed the truths in the word of God? They are there to strengthen us, to lift us up. We need to see that that many times, we need to see that many times that, that, that when we hold on to the rock, we will receive those things we need. There was a shipwrecked sailor who was found clinging to a rock, and he was asked, did you not tremble with fear? And he said, yes, I did, but the rock didn't. Now, I know you didn't. But, you know, have you noticed on a lot of rocks that are in the sea or even some boats there's a little creature called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, a limpet. A limpet. It is a muscular mollusk. Uh, one of those things that sticks to, yeah. What do you call it? Mollusk, okay. And many times, once, once they stick, the only way to get them off is to just literally pry them. This is a time where we need to stick to the rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will not fail you. He will not fail us. We need to stick to the rock. There is no need of anxious looks at the troubled seas. You think of Peter. When he walked out to be with Jesus, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of the faith. What, what happened to Peter was when he what? He took his eyes off. Now, we've got a lot hitting us 
to take our eyes off Jesus. You turn on the television, you're going to get hit of things and worries and concerns to take your eyes off Jesus. As you know, as you know, last Sunday, Kathy and I were in Baton Rouge. And that Sunday, we, we were looking for a church to go to, but all the churches around us were shut down. And um, when I did come downstairs, uh, Kathy's sister was watching television. And at the moment, she was watching one of those, I call them the new Sunday news shows, I don't, you know, where all these people come on. The 30 minutes that was on while I was down, so I am so glad I come to church on Sundays. Watching that 30-minute segment with Kathy's sister, I said, no wonder people are all wound up. No wonder people are running around scared. There, there was no comfort. There was no, I mean, I... I I, I was just amazed, and, and, and you know, and I know that those shows go on all Sunday morning. And I talked to some people that, you know, that watched those, and they said, oh, yeah, I watched this one, this one, and this one. And I said, why? Guys, we don't, I, I'm sorry, we don't need that. But what we do need is rereading the Word of God. Rereading the Word of God. The psalmist prayed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Think about that. Lead me, Lord, to the rock that is higher than I. And that should be our prayer. Lord, I need to get to the rock that is higher than what I am so that I am secure. But also today, we need to be a lighthouse. And a lighthouse's job is to shine the light we also need to be a warning light. We need to let people know of the importance of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is paramount. That is important. That is, it gives us the stability that we need, and we need to shine that warning light of where the pitfalls and, and the things of this world and the danger will be and having a relationship with Jesus Christ is most important. But we also need to be a guiding light. There's a lot of people today that are lost. They used to go to church, but they don't anymore. And they've got their excuses. But you know, in our world today, we need to be a, a guiding light. We need to serve, just like a lighthouse is to serve to guide ships into safety, into harbor, we need to help and be that light to guide people into the harbor of a relationship with Jesus Christ or coming to church, to be that guiding light. But we also need to be a cheering light. And you think, what's that about? To cheer, joy. There's still joy an abundant joy, peace that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to cheer. We need to encourage. Maybe that's the word. To encourage others during this time. That there is hope. 
Our lamps need to be trimmed. Our lamps need to be focused. We, we need to bring more people into the safety of the harbor because one day there will be a trumpet that sounds and time will be no more. And it is so important today that one more person, one more individual comes into the harbor of Jesus Christ. So when Paul gives us these words, he says, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Let's be that lighthouse. We don't know what all is going to happen this coming week. But we can take our relationship with Jesus Christ and realize that our Lord is the rock of our salvation. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. I think of the children of Israel when they went through the wilderness. When they were traveling to the promised land, they had doubts, they had fears, they complained. And what did their leaders kept telling them to do? To look to their almighty God. We don't know what this coming week is going to bring. But our God is still going to be God next week. Amen? He's going to be God. Allow him to be our rock and our fortress. Whatever is thrown, he will prevail. That's why it's so important that we continue to learn and stand and to be the lights that shine. Does our world need a shining light today? Oh, how it does. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. And Lord, as Paul reminded the believers, Lord, of the importance of being that shining light, Lord, we continue to see the need to be that shining light in a dark world. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be here today. And Lord, if there is one who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that they will receive you today in your son's name. Amen.